0: Minus 4, three, two, one, zero. I'm blue, da ba dee da ba If I were green, I would die. I'm in need of a guy. I'm a- oh, hey. Bruce Willis should have put out more albums. Just kidding. He should never do that again. Did you pick up uh, your Bruce Willis or Sliced Stallone skins on Call of Duty? Black Ops, Cold War, 20 bucks a pop for skin and bundle. Ooh, I just got the Die Hard one because I had some, some COD points saved up. It's actually a better deal if you play COD Mobile, though, because there's a new mode in multiplayer called Guns Blazing, and you can randomly power up like Super Saiyan Rambo or Super Saiyan John McClane, and you'll be double fisting guns and... You don't have to buy anything. Unlimited power! Anywho, welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox. Like, subscribe, follow, blah, 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 at BoomboxPod on Twitter. TheIntergalacticBoombox at gmail.com. Shout out to Philip Doan, the very first person to send me an email on the Intergalactic Boombox. I got my alien buddies here, Gits and Shiggles. Let's go ahead and read a little part of that email, huh? Hey, hey, Captain. This email comes from Philip Doan. That's fun to say, isn't it? do You're too easily amused. Anyway, Kyle, first, great intro, love it. Second, layout is awesome. 10 to 12 minutes total covering topics in bit-sized chunks. Yeah, the Bitcoin part was like you described over my head. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people get the Bitcoin thing. But I think if someone donates in Bitcoin, you know, satoshis, maybe Kyle should, should make something special out of that, you know? Giggles, you're interrupting me. Third, I enjoy the features. Notes broken down by show notes. Chapter markers. Fourth, static sound effect to indicate changing topics. Awesome. Let me read some of that. Great concept, great execution, great job. Look forward to the next episodes. Thank you, Phil. Dome. Hey, what's up with you printing email? Wasting trees and, and printer ink. That ain't cheap, dude. Apple Music brings lossless audio. It won't work with Bluetooth or any of the Apple AirPods. At least, not out of the gate. Android phones can do lossless, uncompressed audio. But Apple products, no! To hear true lossless quality, you need a DAC, which is Digital Audio Converter. You plug it into your computer, your tablet, or your phone with a bunch of dongles and this, that, and the other. That sounds dirty. Dongle. And most people, their hearing can't really tell a difference in quality. You'd also need wired audiophile-quality headphones and, of course, hardwired stereo equipment. Again, it will not work with Bluetooth. And a huge chunk of the Apple Music Library will be uh, introduced in uh, in June for a 24-bit at 192 kHz. And the whole catalog will be streaming just by default. Dolby Vision lossless audio. Now, iPhone and iPad cannot natively output that high quality, but the DAC makes it possible. HomePod and HomePod Mini will get a software update to allow for this, but AirPods and AirPod Max owners, no lossless for you. It's kind of like a big middle finger to Tidal, who who charges like an extra 20 bucks a month for this stuff. In Spotify, they're going to have lossless as well. I don't know what they're going to charge yet, but Amazon Music scrambling because of this Apple announcement. And the thing is, Apple's not going to charge any more than you already pay for Apple Music. Shots fired. Now, it's kind of a pain to go back to tethered headphone listening, and it does require extra gear. But if you want the absolute maximum quality, dims the brakes. DACs can cost less than 100 bucks, up to hundreds of dollars. It's anybody's guess if Apple will make it worthy. the AirPods and AirPods. Max can do this, but they will get the spatial audio thing, which is kind of like 3D. Anyone asking why Bluetooth doesn't work this way, is because Bluetooth doesn't allow that for that kind of data transfer. So I went ahead and ordered a $60 off-brand DAC, Digital Audio Converter. that has a lightning connector, so it's just plug and play with iPhone. And I'm going to pop the wired headphones into the other end, and woop bam Tonight is City. Army of the Dead is on Netflix. Zombie Heist, from the mind of Zack Snyder. It's exactly the big-budget B-movie that everyone needs in their cinematic diet after a year of isolation. Dave Batista and his team hired by a shady casino owner to go into a zombie-infested Las Vegas and retrieve his fortune. Now, why is Vegas an undead wasteland? The viewers treated to a really cool intro opening credit sequence. Zach's really good at this stuff. But anyway, ragtag group of cookie-cutter soldier types that are actually quite likable. Rock-solid cast and acting. They replaced the helicopter pilot actor because he is accused of some very, very bad things. And they got uh, Tig Notaro to replace. And they shot Tig Notaro, a comedian, actually green-screened the entire time. Did not shoot with the cast because that was... You know, the, the film was already done and they shot her stuff all by itself with green screen and everything. They had to color correct and, and light everything just right. For some shots, it just looks like the helicopter pilots just walking down the walking down the way looking cool. Like the rest of uh, the Batista team. Now, Batista, he gets the biggest character arc. Let's face it, he's the biggest star on the bunch there. He plays a short order cook with an estranged daughter. And the other standout is Dieter, a hilarious German safe cracker who is completely out of his element among soldier types. This thing had $90 million budget. That's a lot of dough from Netflix. And you see it on the screen. It's, it's really cool. Uh, zombie aesthetics that you haven't really seen before or used in unique ways here. That's two and a half hours. Some are thinking that's way too long. But the pace works with me, I think. I mean, come on, Aliens. One of the greatest action sci-fi thriller movies of all time is two hours and 20 minutes and influenced everything, including this. There's a lot of tropes you see from sci-fi. And they even have uh, one gal in the team that is kind of like Vasquez from Aliens with the red bandana. There's some really well done action sequences, plenty of time to breathe and then build it up again. Shout out to Valentine, the zombie tiger. That's right. Zombie tiger. Zombie tiger and a zombie horse. We didn't get to learn the the horse's name, though. There's like a hierarchy. There's there's a a zombie king and a zombie queen. I think my biggest complaint is occasionally things come to a screeching halt despite the clock ticking so characters can explore their feelings. Come on, guys. Finish the mission. Get the money. Get out of there. Kill zombies. Be all Feely McFeelerson later. It's inevitable to compare this with Snyder's last zombie foray from 2004, which was his first movie, Dawn of the Dead. The remake. They really aren't the same thing. I mean, I love that remake. It still holds up. It's intense and scary and dark and serious, and it works way better than any remake should. I mean, it's right up there with John Carpenter's The Thing as far as remakes go. Screenplay is by James Gunn. I think it's a modern classic. Army of the Dead holds no connection to any previous zombie universe, and it's pretty much a straightforward action movie. Tongue firmly planted in cheek. There's thrills and laughs on a whole different level. I prefer Dawn of the Dead, but as an action movie, it's definitely a great one for 2021. Bring your nachos, because there is plentiful cheese pouring out all over the place. Lots of plot holes to drive through. Oh, and I can say I'm not always thrilled with the soundtrack choices. They're almost all covers in this. And I'm like, the originals matter, dude! It's a little too on the nose to use Zombie by the Cranberries, because the song actually has nothing to do with zombies. Zombie! eh? Eh? there's an animated prequel on the way a live action prequel focusing on data the safe cracker and how the whole team met up it's called army of thieves if netflix green lights a sequel zach has plans up his sleeve there too because uh yeah yeah things could uh, definitely continue in this universe it's a lot of fun i'd happily watch it again kudos for several whoa moments there's there's great gore effects practical and cg just check your expectations and you'll have a good time. I say stream it now on the Flicks of Net. The Powerpuff Girls live-action pilot. Yeah, it's happening. At the CW. The original pilot didn't work, so they're redoing it. To which I have the only response. Gets shiggles, open the airlock. aye, hey, hey, captain. Don't disgrace Blossom, Bubbles and Buttercup. Not on my watch. Execute Operation Cosmic Flush in three, two, one. Once again, the day is saved. Hallelujah. Thanks a lot, guys. Some days I really love my job. The Intergalactic Boombox is on a value-for-value model made up of three vital ingredients, time, talent, and treasure. PodcastIndex.org is a growing list of every show out there representing freedom from censorship. If the big guys shut down your favorite podcast, they will keep the lights on at PodcastIndex.org. This show is available wherever you follow and listen to podcasts, but I want to make a recommendation. NewPodcastApps.com has a slew of free indie podcast players, totally free, for mobile and desktop. These apps can expand your listening experience with Podcasting 2.0-enabled shows, such as this very one. Chapters, images, links all displaying as they're discussed upon playback or streaming, My favorite feature is sending a customizable amount of listener donations in real time as you listen. Now, instead of dollar amounts, like through PayPal, the 2.0 value for value block uses Satoshis, which are the smallest unit of Bitcoin. 100 Satoshis equals four cents. These apps can send on a per minute basis, which you can adjust. The easiest way is to load up on Satoshis and listen to 2.0 podcast all on the same app. Breeze, B-R-E-E-Z. Breeze. Then you set the sliders on the sats per minute on the app interface. You have the option to boost a preset amount manually as you listen. You like a topic or opinion? Hit that boost button, baby! Satoshis are cents on the dollar and go straight to the podcaster. No middleman. Podcasting 2.0 is still in its infancy, and there's a bit of a learning curve. But if you're interested in donating in crypto, I think it's just so cool. Instead of doing a Patreon thing or paying a monthly subscription fee, you decide. It's like, OK, this episode was good. I'm going to I'm going to throw some, uh, you know, here, here's 50 cents, basically. And then it's like, oh, this one was full of topics I could care less about. And your wallet's not tapped for stuff you don't care about. You're in control. And this whole podcasting 2.0 movement is what inspired me to do a podcast nowadays. Adam Curry and Dave Jones with their podcasting 2.0 podcast. There's a bunch of developers testing, building, improving these apps, and over time, they'll be streamlined, and then they'll be super easy to understand. So try out these Podcasting 2.0 features on the apps listed at newpodcastapps.com. My personal favorite, Podfriend. Whoa, look at the time. I need to make like a tree and get out of here. Drop me a line at BoomboxPod. Give a follower and holler. boombox at gmail.com. That's all I got. Hey, bye!